0: Hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It is me, Brendan, and this is episode 18, Symbolic Gestures. Now before we start, just a quick reminder that in October, if you want to come and see The Nerd Degree, you have two chances. You can watch it in Christchurch in the usual spot, or if you're in Wellington, you can watch it at BATS as part of the New Zealand Improv Festival. So go to the New Zealand Improv Festival website, you can get all the details for tickets there. In the meantime, enjoy this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Nerd Degree! Thank you everyone, my name is Brendan Bennett, I am your host and welcome to Nerd Degree Symbolic Gestures. Now since we here at The Nerd Degree think that brains are sexy, we're going to see who will be this month's nerdiest sex symbol. (laughs) So we're going to meet our contestants and I would like you to answer this question. If you could replace your name with any symbol in, in the same way that uh, Prince did, uh, what symbol would you replace it with? Uh, starting with you,
1: Erin.
2: Uh, my name's Erin Harrington, and I'm not sure what the symbol would actually be, perhaps something that looked a bit like an asterisk but actually stood in for the sound of a raspberry, so <laughs> so that at the end of all my angry work emails, all it would say was, yours kindly. <laughs> so
0: the, 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 aim, the, 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 the asterisk is kind of representing like a cat's anus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing. Okay. Awesome.
3: Karen.
4: Um, my name is Karen Healy, and if I could be replaced by a symbol, or my name could be replaced by a symbol, I would like it to be a hashtag, and then the whole internet would be talking about me. Go <laughs> Hashtag,
0: hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would like you to name your team after something symbolic.
4: Oh, we are Team Terrabang. Because we're excited and confused.
0: And tearbang, the most borderline of all of the punctuation.
1: Uh, And on this side, hi, I'm Centuri Chan. Um, I think my uh, symbol to replace my name would be um, the Transformers Autobot symbol, (laughs) Um, because uh, I think it would be quite easy to sign. You know, you would just transform into sort of anything really.
2: Could you put mm-hmm. it in a stamp, like those little smiley
3: face stamps you awesome get at people yeah,
0: rubbing, yeah. rubbing the Oh yeah, those old ones where you had to yeah, rub it rub so, that, them so them that it would oh, appear. Yeah.
3: So people wouldn't know what your name was <laughs> <laughs> until they rubbed you. <laughs> <laughs> uh Ben.
5: Um, my name's Ben Allen. Um I think if I was to replace my name with a symbol, I might go for the uh the x from algebra, like the the, the Greek letter x, because people then always try and force to work me out. Like <laughs> well, he's, he's a mystery, <laughs> and then they'd be like, "You get equal this," and be like, "Do I? And Only if if this <laughs> and that."
0: No, no one. You'd never have to do any work because people right. would have to solve for x. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> solve <for> x, everybody. <laughs> okay, um, we are also uh, lucky enough to be joined by Henry Nellis. In the voice box. Henry, how's it going?
6: It's going very well, thank you, Brendan.
0: You're going to be keeping track of these scores and uh, adding any colour commentary that's required. Um, what, what would your symbol name be?
6: Oh, my symbol name. Um, I, I think it would just be like a, a, a small picture, a bit like um, uh, scenes, just almost like a like a little flower, kind of really intricate, and it takes people a lot of time if they want to write my name. Aww.
2: Aww. Sounds like the sort of thing you'd get tattooed on your ankle.
6: <laughs> you get sick of filling out forms, though.
4: <laughs> but on the other hand, debt collectors would never bother.
0: OK, well it's time for us to move on to our very first round. This is the nerd quotient round where I will test their nerdly intelligence. Uh, this episode's theme is uh, symbols, words and language. So just decide who goes first. please roll for initiative.
2: Eighteen.
0: Fifteen. All right, and Terribang, you go first. And my question for you is, what is an octothorpe?
2: An octothorpe?
0: Yes, what is an octothorpe?
2: What, what's a thorpe, I think, would be the underline.
0: Well, whatever it is, this is eight of them.
4: Oh. <laughs> we worked out the eight part. Yeah. Uh, a thorpe is a sword, and an octothorpe is a special kind of sword that has uh, eight blades, and you stick your hand in the middle very carefully, and you use it to defend yourself against more than
2: four people at a time. It goes snicker-snack, mm. I think.
0: The vorpal... Octothorpe.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, that is not correct. Any ideas from uh, Ben Ampersand Sen? Such conviction. It's not like a, an eight-legged
5: version of former English test cricketer Graham Thorpe, is it? He'd be difficult to dismiss. Or oh, 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 two oh, Ian
4: Thorpe. Is that the proper name for Odin's horse? <laughs> what? Because he's got an eight-legged horse, ah. which is actually Loki's
1: son. Or is it a, um, a sea creature that swims as fast as Ian Thorpe? <laughs> yeah. a new breeding program yeah, in Australia More gold medals in
5: the
0: pool Octothole <laughs> It is in fact uh, something that you've already referred to, Karen mm. It is the official name for the hashtag symbol Ooh. Or the, uh, the pound sign or the number sign as it's sometimes called they and. should
5: put that into robot voices that give you phone instructions to <laughs> <laughs> like, listen to your messages. Press nine, Octothorpe. <laughs> <laughs> People would be like, what? They would just
4: looking at that thing going, like... Is that a new emoji? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Ben Ampersand Sen. How have alien heads, found in Georgia, become front page news on many of the world's major news sites? Oh, was it everybody
5: taking Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull for pieces <laughs> in their film reviews section? No, um, alien heads found in Georgia, uh,
0: the states, not the country. Well, if I told you the answer, oh. it would tell you the <laughs> okay. answer. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but yes, aliens, the word Georgia is important,
1: right? Are they? Uh, I'm just wondering if they're real kids or. Real alien heads. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gen- genuine alien heads. Real like fake alien heads. Skulls the... that people think are alien heads or potentially like toy alien or inflatable toy alien, alien or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. let's have an answer. Okay.
5: They found real alien heads. So if on the theme Georgia the, of um,
0: Georgia the symbols, yeah, language words. Anything from Interabang?
4: I think that in Georgia the country, they've been faking the crystal vodka skull. Stuff.
0: <laughs> it's not something to do with alienware. But the labelling was wrong. No. Right.
2: <laughs> is it to do with illegal immigration?
0: It is a reference to the typeface Georgia. Uh, the, well, you, so Georgia, the typeface, was named after the tabloid, tabloid headline "Alien Heads Found in Georgia." Uh, the typeface has become increasingly popular over the last few years. And in fact, even the New York Times has replaced Times New Roman with Georgia on its website. What was the
2: newspaper that the original... Alien Head Story was I like, don't
0: have that answer. Gosh,
2: it sounds like World Weekly News or
4: <laughs> one of the really good ones.
5: You phrased that question very misleadingly, mm-hmm. Brendan. That, that is, it was, was like, that is it almost
0: like, the point of the entire like, show. It was
5: like <laughs>
4: Georgia was a place. And I was
5: confused, if you just said font, that would have cleaned everything up.
0: Yeah, so what font is Georgia <laughs> using? Oh, you know, it's
5: the one that they founded after Alien Heads were founded. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> no, another, another typeface question. Um, how long per day does the average American spend reading? Uh, something that has been written in Helvetica. Oh, like it's
3: seven hours. Um,
4: 1800 hours. 1,800 hours.
0: 1,800 hours per day, day is <laughs> not correct. <laughs> Four to six hours per day is spent reading copy in Helvetica.
2: Do the, do the serifs slow you down?
3: May, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. I guess so much of the internet is now in Helvetica that that's why it is.
3: Mm.
0: All right. In Terrabang. What, Uh, so Volopiuk, Edo, Glossa, globaquo, Novile are all examples of what?
3: Uh,
4: Well, Edo is, yes, (laughs) with lychee. (laughs)
0: That that is not correct (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Karen,
2: Karen, you were formulating a serious You were formulating a serious answer While I was thinking about drinking So So
3: back
4: to you Mine mine was actually not going to be all that serious I just know that Edo is a period of Japanese history So maybe they're all periods of history Where language was reinvented Uh, the period of Yes. Uh, I'll add two more
0: things to the list Interlingua and universal Oh,
4: made up languages Not made up, invented languages like yes, Isperanto. Esperanto.
0: Yeah. Yes, what we call constructed languages. Yes, coming. The most famous of which is Esperanto. <laughs>
1: <It's
0: Klingon. laughs> oh, Elvish. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm talking specifically about uh, languages that were intended to be kind of universal languages um, to provide communication across boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Esperanto, what does Captain Kirk have to do with Esperanto?
2: Oh. oh. I had William Shatner dancing around in my head and going jingle jingle. Oh he just released did he even. release uh, an album a, or
5: a promote, he promoted it a somehow. book or a He was the spokesperson a... of the official year of Esperanto
0: or something like that? Did uh, Did he sing his version of, of
2: Rocket Man on um, The Transformed Man in Esperanto, perhaps?
0: William Shatner, in nineteen sixty-six, appeared in the American horror film Incubus, or its original title, Incubo. Which is <laughs> the one of movie. one of four films uh, awesome. filmed entirely in Esperanto.
4: That's awesome. Can I add a fact? Please do. I know a nude thing. Um, so Suzette Hayden um, who is the inventor a linguist, who is an inventor of uh, a conlang uh, specifically designed to take down the patriarchy, which is a a goal I hold very dear to my heart. Uh, died fairly recently. Um and and uh one of those like people who buys storage lockers, bought the contents of her storage lockers and in it are like uh maybe two more languages and heaps of notes and all sorts of really interesting stuff. And um it's going up for auction and there's a big collection for for people to, you know, get it into a university or somewhere where it will be. Awesome. And maybe William Chatner
2: can make more movies Jeez.
4: in
3: those
2: languages.
3: <laughs> it's it's Who
5: is the audience for the Esperanto language film? Was that a big box
0: office success? Do you well, think like, all the Esperanto people really. How like? many people do you think in the world speak Esperanto?
4: More than four.
0: Correct. Can you, <laughs> can you be any more specific? <laughs> about <laughs> as many as speak Welsh.
2: 1,500.
0: About but
2: as heaps many. Of, heaps of people speak Welsh. It's compulsory it's, up until.
4: About yeah. as many
0: as speak te Reo Māori.
2: Oh, uh,
4: mm. so that's. Um, 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 14,000?
0: 50,000 to 100,000. Wow, cool. I'm going to read you a line in Esperanto, and I hope you'll forgive my pronunciation. It's a, a famous quote. See if you can identify the English uh, translation of it. Ku aune au ne staras nan la demando.
2: Can you read it again, please, Brendan? That was beautiful.
0: Gladly. Ku esti au Non la demando. Is it
5: to be or not to be? That is the question.
0: That is absolutely yeah. correct. Hey.
2: Yeah. It doesn't really have the same lilt to it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way in bit pentameter in Esperanto.
0: <laughs> OK, uh, well, here's, here's that same line in a different language. And again, forgive my pronunciation. ta pag ta be on, clean
3: on, clean on. <laughs>
0: Klingon is correct. <laughs> yes.
2: Well
0: All right. Uh,
2: Facing down suicide with aggression. Rather <laughs>
0: than... <laughs> now, in front of you, there's a like half a strip of paper. There, just grab that. Just grab that top part mm. there and there. Um, I think that's the one. That that's oh, the me. one you there. Yeah, yeah. There's numbers yeah. one to five. Yes. So I have uh, lines in different constructed languages. Um, so I would like uh, someone from Interbank to read out the first one, and. Uh, ben Ampersand, Sen, if you can guess the language and what it means,
2: shall I try? You
0: should. Okay. I wow. should try.
2: It's 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 filled with um, little letters and big letters and mysterious spaces.
0: Actually, I'm going to say before before you say this, that this is, this is also in Klingon, and this is a Klingon pickup
6: line.
2: Oh, oh, nice. oh good. So it's so it, trying to put
6: that into your performance. So I need
2: to get my Hoikon. It's
6: good. Hualor. <laughs> <laughs> from a great galt, let's <laughs> put it away. Mm-hmm.
3: See, babe.
2: See, nook, lach, net jattle. Ach, that's the trick. Shack, look, can't you just spell?
4: Sort of like uncertain and tender at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I started running out of steam
5: because she the, the started the
0: looking the other the direction. Yeah. On. <laughs> uh, what do you think? What do you think the English translation of that is? Um, is um, that, uh, nice legs.
5: <laughs> is that a neural disruptor in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty close. Uh, the English, the literal translation is: It's said that when you see your machai for the first time, you can instantly recognise them. But in case you don't believe that. I'm willing to walk by you twice. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> nice.
2: Beautiful.
0: All right, can I get you guys to read the next one? It's also a Klingon pickup line. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> nice forehead ridge, wanna fuck. <laughs> mm.
2: No? Oh. Why do birds suddenly appear? (laughs) Every
3: time
0: you're near. (laughs) That song was actually originally written in Klingon. (laughs) The English translation is, Do your eyes fire phaser beams? (laughs) When I see you, I get stunned. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. That's so romantic. Um,
3: God.
0: (laughs) How many Klingon speakers do you think there are?
1: There's a in this room? <laughs> um, offers a degree, I think, in Klingon in the states. Is that correct? Yeah. And, I had to know uh, that. No, there is. Um, well, hopefully so fewer than at today Tevaramali. Uh, yeah, official sure Klingon speakers.
5: a couple uh, of thousand.
0: Five, yeah, thousand. Say five thousand.
1: Let's go, 5,000. go with five thousand. We
0: don't. We don't have exact numbers. Um, the Klingon dictionary has sold three hundred thousand copies. Oh. <laughs> Although the writer admits that uh, that doesn't a language speaker make. Um, it's estimated that about 700, several hundred can read and write, a few dozen can speak it fluently.
2: And are they just working the pickup lines on each other? Or?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a very small target audience. Uh, anyone got any interesting facts about Klingon speakers? Uh, about. Persons or, or about what? sound speakers. That yeah, well, you really.
5: Think think, yeah. Anything yeah. You, of, you can tell me about a lot what of what heavy of bass in their uh, <laughs> birds of prey uh, Klingon speakers. Really, you can feel them vibrating your liver. <laughs> <as you're>
0: so, <laughs> since told me that there's a, a
5: degree or a university yeah, I believe course there's a in a university
1: thing. that um, yeah, offers a,
5: a... You can be married
0: in Klingon. I believe there are people that
5: practice Vegas, uh, Klingon weddings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, do you know what? So, uh, English uses the subject-verb-object. Order, which is one of the more popular orderings for sentence construction. Do you know what the Klingon one is? Well,
2: beloved is here. For those listening at home, we're looking at our pieces
4: of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Is it object subject
0: verb? Object verb subject, which Mm. is the uh, most unlikely combination. Uh, So that was great. Klingons are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it was intentionally created to be as unnatural as possible.
2: Um, unnatural from a human perspective Yes exactly, exactly. So Tiling- like Tiling- Not from a Klingon, Klingon perspective
0: Which yeah. makes it very strange that um, someone actually uh, Taught their son to be a First language speaker of Klingon
2: Why would you do <laughs> that? <laughs> Maybe just to see if you could
0: Well, this is, So this is the thing uh, People who speak the Klingon language Are usually not Star Trek fans uh, they are usually fans of constructed languages. Oh. Linguist Language nerds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Darmon Spears was a computational linguist. Uh, not a Star Trek fan, but he decided as an experiment to speak to his son exclusively in Klingon.
4: And he didn't put this past the ethics board. Uh,
0: well, he was the ethics board <laughs> to to pretty much allowed to do what you want to your kids in yeah. terms of um, <laughs> psychological experiments. Um, but uh, he said that uh, his son... Uh, oh, he would, he would sing his son the Klingon Imperial Anthem as a lullaby <laughs> <laughs> mm.
4: Okay, I approve of that May the empire endure <laughs> uh,
0: But he said he stopped listening to me when I spoke in Klingon uh, When he was about three years old It was clear that he didn't enjoy it And I didn't want to make it a problem So I switched to English
1: <laughs> You just sort of wonder if, um, you know When he starts learning you know, another language Whether the aggression of the Klingon would actually come through In another language that he learned
2: yeah, there are more injuries at a Klingon kindy than there are at an
1: English... Yeah.
4: Yeah. I
2: think they're actually encouraged to kill each other. So, yes.
1: yes.
4: <laughs> like, like eight-year-olds play this big chess game where they, they, they are the,
2: the, the battle masters. So there they, aren't, like, yeah. any waiting lists for kindies or anything? No. Well, I mean, it does
0: raise a lot of interesting questions about how connected language and culture is mm. that uh, we can get into in my degree. Um, <laughs> Could you re- please read out line number three... And, uh, Sin, I want you to tell me the language and what it means. That
4: sounds very much like it's from the Game of Thrones? Mm. The, um, Khaleesi. Dothraki. Dothraki.
1: That's Dothraki. the one. Is it, is it Dothraki? Is it Dothraki?
0: Dothraki is the, the language. Oh, or you should think of Valyrian. Uh, one of the many Constructed languages It's neither of those
1: <laughs> um,
0: if, Maybe if Karen Put a bit more Lilt into it
4: It's elvish Tolkien's
0: elvish,
5: elvish
0: It is It's uh, elvish or Quenya um, And yes. that is An elvish insult Go French kiss an orc <laughs> <laughs> Why is your movie so long? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I've got another um, Insult in Quenya If you can read that one out And see if you guys can work out what it means uh,
4: May you be doomed to many meetings at Alron's.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: um, and my minutes <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: we texting under the
0: table. <laughs> <laughs> it literally translates to, I can say what I want and you will not understand me. This <laughs> is the ultimate insult mm-hmm. to an elf. Okay, who would like to have a go at that last one?
2: I will. Kafa, kafa, fagis, Fakaya.
0: This is actually one that you've mentioned already. This is Dothraki. Like Dothraki. Yeah, okay. Yes, uh, it's a Dothraki tongue twister
3: it translates, Isn't it, awesome, it translates to
0: the trembling questioner crushed the bleeding boar that squished a kicking corn bunting so, it Makes about uh, as
4: much sense as most tongue twisters
0: Yes, yes um, So fun fact about Dothraki uh, So there's a linguistic on, linguist on hand who created the language and he also has to, any time an actor improvises a line in <gasps> Dothraki, he has to then go back and Put those oh, words into the dictionary and re- the so he's grammar.
2: Linguistic retrofitting, yeah. Yes, he
0: has to retrofit <gasps> them back in, um, which is astonishing. So that brings
6: us to the end of this round. Let's go over to Henry for the scores. Ben Apisan Sen, Space Hyphen Space 3. <laughs> and Interibang Space Hyphen Space Four.
3: Oh,
0: well, round of applause for Enterabang. All right, this next round is called International Maritime Signal Flags Erotica. (laughs) This is the favourite party game. (laughs) This is probably my most self-explanatory game yet. Uh, In the middle of your tables there, uh, a couple of sheets of paper. On those, I have printed out all of the different International Maritime Signal Flags. My challenge to you is, uh, in any order, to read them out as if they were... Erotica. Okay. Okay. A point for every successful one.
2: I require a tug.
4: Keep (laughs) clear of me. I am maneuvering with difficulty. I am operating a stern propulsion.
5: I am discharging (laughs) dangerous goods.
4: (laughs) I have a diver down. Keep well
1: clear at slow speed. I am leaking
2: dangerous cargo.
1: I am disabled. <laughs> Communicate with me. <laughs> I am operating astern.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I require assistance.
4: <laughs> I am on fire and have dangerous cargo on board. I require medical assistance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are running into danger. Negative. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm dragging my anchor. <laughs>
1: I am altering my course to port. <laughs> oh,
2: stop! Stop <laughs> carrying out your intentions and watch for my signals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the safe word.
6: Oh, Affirmative. <laughs> <that, laughs> could be that
0: could be a new thing instead of uh, you know just in the bedroom, just hoist the appropriate flag.
4: <laughs> um, I like how they've all got they've all got like the Alfa Romeo one. Um, and Q is Quebec, which I think's got to be filthy, right?
0: And what is Q? Quebec. My my vessel
2: is quote healthy Unquote
0: (laughs) Yes I've had a test it's fine (laughs) So that was the end of International Maritime Signal Flags (laughs) Erotica
6: (laughs) Henry an update of the (laughs) scores We have Ben Ambersan Sen trailing behind In the lack of winds on 6 And Terabang giving no quarter On 10 Alright Interrobang everyone (laughs)
0: Our next round is the fan fiction round I'd just where like
5: to point whoop. out that we missed I am engaged in pear trawling <laughs>
4: <laughs> We also missed the blue Peter
0: <laughs> Too mm. much negative mm. Okay, so this next round is the fan fiction round uh, In this I will each uh, Be asking you to To create a story in the style of someone Famous for their use of language and symbols mm. so um, in Bang, I'd like you to go first and I would like you to create a story in the style of Agatha Christie mm-hmm. who uh, created such famous stories as uh, the ABC murders and things like that mm-hmm. uh, but as inspiration uh, I'd like you to take these bits of paper which I have printed out some examples of uh, heraldry <laughs> so I would like uh, instead of in ABC murders it's the uh, the railway directory that's the give away clue in this case it is heraldry Mm -hmm. that is the the clue for the detective to solve the case
4: i'd just like to point out that this is actually the plot of a terry pratchett novel but we'll do our best yes it is Um, sorry that's fine (laughs) we will do our best very good all right so, <laughs> so, are we? Sorry, uh, this will all be edited out. This is your bonus nope, scene. I'm
0: leaving it in. Oh, all right, great. Um, so,
4: are we doing the denouement, the drawing room scene? Is yeah, that, okay. Let's okay. cut to that
0: dramatic okay. moment.
2: Right. Okay. Um, Missus Pepperwhite stood in the middle of the drawing room, looking around at the um, assorted villains and staff and mm-hmm. gathered guests as she drew together her notes.
4: As you know, the Dowager Duchess of Devonshire was found dead. We thought at first through heart attack and later through poisoned cocoa. But now I can reveal to you that it was murder most foul committed by one of the people in this room. There were astonished gasps.
2: (gasps) (laughs) Strangely, every person in the room was wearing an animal or a different symbol. They were all gathered for a party. But this had been the giveaway
4: that's right. For uh, Lady Antelope, who was wearing uh, emblazoned upon her, her badge, uh, the, the antelope, meaning harmony and peace, broke into tears. It wasn't me, she said. I know you'll never believe I
2: didn't kill mummy, but it wasn't me. The gorgeous socialite with the dog on the back of her shirt. The dog, of course, being the symbol for courage, vigilance, and fidelity. Fidelity. It says in front of me. Said it can't have been me. I know I'm a bitch, but I I loved her so much.
4: (laughs) Lady Antelope fell into her arms. No, darling, no, she said. Let us tell the world of our love and maybe that will clear us of this filthy deed. I can't remember. <laughs>
1: Pepper, Pepper White, Mrs.
4: Pepper, Pepper White. White. Mrs. Pepper White shook her head. Yes, lady, she said, although your sapphic vices are foul, uh, they uh, have cleared you from this, for though you were my first suspect's. I know that the deed was not yours. You may head back into the tea
2: room. You are excused. <laughs> <laughs> However, there were still so many people around her.
0: Uh, OK, uh, let's cut, uh, to, the, let's cut <laughs> to the dramatic reveal, shall so we? There were so many <laughs> people around Giving you options. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the bear-like man at the back of the room, uh, the dowager duchess's gardener, stood gruffly, folded his arms and stared Mrs... Pepper Pepper white. Pepper
2: white. (laughs) (laughs) She looked at him dead in the eyes and said, you know what gave it away? You shat in the woods.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you very much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben, and Sin, you guys are going to be creating a story in the style of Dan Brown, the master master of all codes and symbology, Um, but you're going to be using a a series of codes that I think hasn't been used by Dan Brown, at least I hope not, the language of flowers.
3: The language of flowers. Kind of the
0: Victorian tradition that each uh, flower represents a different meaning. So for, um, who is it, Robert Langdon? Robert Langdon. Yeah. You're, okay th- These flowers are going to be the uh, uh,
4: The renowned Robert Langdon. Renowned That's right. <laughs> the renowned uh, professor of, <clears throat> of symbology at Harvard University, Robert Langdon.
5: Okay. <laughs> Langdon looked wearily up from his word processor as he completed the chapter of his latest paper on the history of the Cyrillic alphabet. It was an important one to him, but he was still weary from his lecture tour of Sevastopol in the East. But he knew he had to finish the book. Just then his phone rang... It looked like a familiar number, he picked it up. Interpol, he said, no, said a voice on the other line, Interflora. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they hung up. <laughs> he was like, oh, that, that that was strange. And then all of a sudden he looked up at his screen and um, a symbol came up. There he saw, the acorn, the Nordic symbol of life and
5: immortality. What did it mean? Well, it meant his school computer system was seriously out of date. <laughs> 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 but beside that, it meant there was a case to be answered. He thought of his last adventure where he'd hooked up with a young European woman of slim build and long auburn hair, but his whirlwind life had been too much for their, their affair to last long. So, he knew that the answers lie in Paris. He booked first-class travel, making sure he put a nasturtium in his blazer brocket. So he would be assured of victory in battle
1: (laughs) (laughs) On arrival in Paris uh, He met a woman Do I know you? Into flora, she says Ah, Things started to fall into place (laughs) And again, another symbol on her shirt this time Yeah, let's have things fall into place now (laughs) It was a poppy (laughs) Which
0: meant red.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Symbolized pleasure. <laughs> yes, on her jacket, pinned the poppy. Over her left shoulder, a pine tree. <laughs> it's a symbol of hope and pity. Pleasure and pity. Langdon knew what this meant. <laughs> she was one of the thousand real women on Ashley Madison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Ben. Ambassad's in. <laughs> Alright I'm going to have to give the points To uh, Ben Ambersan Sen For that one Henry And a scores
6: update please ah, ooh, We have Ben Ambersan Sen Sweeping away the dead leaves of sadness On, sadness on nine And in terror bang With uh, Miss, uh, Mrs Pepperwhite shitting in the woods On ten Alright oh. Thank you <laughs> Our next round is going to be a quick one. This is called
0: Real or Fake? Okay. I have found some, uh, some summaries of different choose-your-own-adventure stories, which may be familiar from your youth. Uh, these ones are, I found from, uh, on cracks.com, and they are insane. So I'm going to read you some. Some of these are real, and some of these are fake. Uh, I want you to tell me whether they're real or fake.
4: By fake, do you mean you made them up or someone else? Yeah, whether
0: I made, I made them up or whether they are actually published Choose your own adventure stories
4: Someone got paid for
0: The first one is called Hyperspace You learn that you are A character in a dream And that if the bald Middle aged coma patient Dreaming about you Wakes up You'll cease to exist If you decide To accept your fate And allow the dreaming man To awaken You find yourself Meeting the protagonist From another Choose your own adventure book As well as Edward Packard The author of the very book You're reading
4: So true
2: It has to be true Entirely plausible
0: Is it real? Do you guys agree? I reckon it's... Yeah, it sounds
5: like Edward Packard. He can't be a fictional creator. (laughs) (laughs) It is real, yes.
0: You get the points for that. The next one. You are a shark.
3: (laughs) True! (laughs) So true!
0: Have you read it?
3: I
2: don't know. Possibly. The
0: book consists of you inhabiting the bodies of various animals. (laughs) Perhaps the most unsettling part is there's one storyline where you're a shark ...that eats an, octo- octo- uh, an octopus... An ...and another... An octothop. And another, <laughs> an octothop, uh, and another one where you're an octopus who gets eaten by a shark... ...meaning that if you play the book, the book twice, you might eat yourself. Oh, <sighs> my God. Wow. Yes, you're right. It is real.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. The next one is... Hostage! Exclamation mark. Your class is taken hostage. And you have the option of joining the terrorists... ...and playing the rest <laughs> of the book... As a terrorist I'm going to go false <laughs> You're saying false? I'm going no, pre-9-11 uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is, it, totally is it called
3: terrorism? Teacher
2: Strike Counter Strike?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a, that's a real book It's oh, <laughs> a wow. real book Still in right. yes.
5: publication today <laughs>
0: uh, Okay, one more Writer's block <laughs> You are a writer of choose-your-own-adventure books <laughs> And are struggling to find inspiration you try various means to procure your inspiration, including a thinly veiled drug trip overseen by a wise shaman character. <laughs> Is the shaman Edward Packard? <laughs> <laughs> real or fake?
4: Oh, you That's know, nice. it's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say real. Why not?
0: That one is fake. Oh. That one is fake, as far as I know, until, the, <laughs> until my publisher comes through. <laughs> all right, that's the end of real or fake. I, I,
2: my my favourite Choose Your Own Adventure story, and I can't remember the name of it, was one where, you know, you'd normally kind of go, go to page 53, blah, 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 you go there. The only way you could win the book was by cheating and flipping through and finding this kind of um, double opening out page where it tells you about all the wonders that are going to come to you for thinking outside the box.
0: Yes, there are a few that have the, these hidden endings that you can only find by cheating. Um,
1: but most of the book tells you don't cheat. You're
2: not yeah, allowed to cheat. Double so, standard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just remember when I was younger, I used to make my own Choose Your Own Adventure books. I'm sure no, I'll me too. Yeah, absolutely. One. Virtual high five across <laughs> there the across Um the <laughs> But mine only ended up being like 16 pages long and it was really easy. to. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it took me ages to figure out. I tried page. to write one and I just
0: got bored and yeah. so everyone only had one option. So it was pretty much a
6: book with the pages out of order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, over to you for the scores. Ben Ampersand Sen turned to page 11, where you meet your fate and die. Oh. <laughs> and Terabang, turn oh, to page 14, where you succeed and um, we'll continue your story. That's Yay. cool. We totally left our
5: finger in the previous paragraph.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Did, do, you, do you think there are kids anywhere who like, didn't go back to where they were? Who who got to, like, eight pages in and went, oh, well, I guess this book's done then.
0: And then just (laughs) threw the book (laughs) away. (laughs) Threw it on the fire. And they all
4: became
2: civil servants.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. We're up to our final round, which is the debate round. In this, you'll be debating a topic of my choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll each be given 60 seconds, 30 seconds, and a final uh, closing statement. So the moot for this debate is emoji are the way of the future. Ben Ampsan Sen, I want you to take the negative on this. Interrobang, I want you to take the affirmative. Okay. okay. So emoji are the way of the future.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Affirmative, you begin. You have one minute. Go.
4: Smiley face. Little poo. Thumbs up. <laughs> Clapping hands, clapping hands, clapping hands. Frowny face. Very frowny face. Lightning
2: bolt. getting off fire. <laughs> <laughs> these are just some of the beautiful ways that we can express ourselves in a manner that you just can't with your basic uh, alphanumeric
4: alphabet. As we move more to a text-based society, we must be willing to embrace the
2: smiley face. But we also need to know that the way that we learn language and the way that we use tools and technologies changes the way that we think. And the more that we use these sorts of things, the more we broaden our perspective on
4: life. Plus, a little known fact is that if you put emojis in the right order, you can summon magic
2: powers. And that's cool.
0: <laughs> Alright, thank you very much. And
1: the negative. Um, we believe that um, the emojis are the, the machines, the computer's way of brainwashing the humans. And we think that um, they have hidden meanings in each of them. And one day, when we least expect it, They'll strike. Yeah, they'll strike. They'll when we, us they we have
5: us all on just going on their code, eventually we'll be reduced to walking around mm. holding whiteboards in order to communicate, and we'll just have to go colon colon right bracket, and mm-hmm. what is it? that's like a four-eyed smiley face? That's like a <laughs> spider. No, They're dumbing us down, and have a yeah, and we won't be able to express complex idea. Mm. Kitten on fire, what does that mean? <laughs> Nobody knows. How does like all you can say to somebody with kitten on fire is "Help, my kitten is on fire." It's <laughs> a very specific situation. When you when you've got like computers trying to take over the world and use this as batteries, and we all know it'll happen. <laughs> yep. um, you can't you can't like
1: let people know about it, but with kitten on fire. <laughs> the emojis are just turning our brains to mush.
3: All well, right, we kit, rebuttal. Kit,
2: kitten on fire, what doesn't kitten on fire mean? It means beauty, it means pain, it means the... The, the intersection between the elements and the world around the us. The fragility of life itself. How can you do that with 26 letters and however many numbery things? Yeah, we're hearing
4: <laughs> <laughs> 9 <laughs> We're hearing from the old guard over here, this retrograde unwillingness to engage with the
2: future. We need to embrace the possibility of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of different combinations of silly little images blinking and sparkling in front of us that can show us things and help us learn things that we Never knew were possible Learn
4: empathy Use emoji Thank Little you kitten.
1: Rebuttal <laughs> Yeah My case exactly brainwashed You know it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just like Whoa
5: The, the computers th- have already gone to them Yeah, and it's, yeah, sad. yeah. it's sad They're talking crazy <laughs> But let's just look at the practicalities Who can even remember where Like the pound symbol is On their keyboard right now exactly. No one So how are you going to remember this You know Combination of emojis Plus We're going into a digital future We're all in a hurry Nobody's got time for Colon right bracket That's one character Too many <laughs> We should be reducing things to like like the barest form, like one keystroke per minimum, like, you, can't, you can't get two keystrokes in there. We don't have time. <laughs> all right. Let
2: me blow your mind, Ben. The pound symbol is another name for the hashtag in the United States.
5: Or octothorpe. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, good Ooh, fact.
4: Very good. I like this keyboard-bound uh, old-style stuff. We're talking about imagery. We're talking about touch type. All right. Okay. Give, that's that's give a... me smiley face all you every day.
0: Okay. I want closing statements.
4: closing statements. Closing statements. Smiley face or skull?
2: <laughs> the choice is simple.
5: So we, uh, I agree with them because I get to drink. <laughs> 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 the, to Vote down the horrible emoji alcoholist future. <laughs> that's what I say.
0: All right. Now, audience, it's up to you to decide whether emoji are the way of the future. Please applaud for the side that you think made the strongest case. Do you think that emoji are the way of the future? Or emoji are not the way of the future? Aww. Aww. That, is, that is a big, frowny face to you guys. Come on, left bracket. <laughs> All right, can, can,
2: I just, can, I, can I make yes. an admission? Um, that admission is that, quite, quite independently of you coming up with this question, Brendan, a question very similar to that was the last question on a take-home test that I just gave my first-year English and Cultural Studies students at the University of Canterbury.
0: <laughs> this shows how academically rigorous we he- uh, here are here at the nerd degree. Henry, uh, we'll come to you for, in just a moment with the scores, but first we need to hear your recommendations, starting with Erin.
2: I would like to recommend a fantastic and very funny Belgian film called uh, The Brand New Testament that just played here in New Zealand as part of the International Film Festival. Uh, The setup is that the um, 10-year-old daughter of God is fed up with the fact that he's a drunken boorish lout who sits on his uh, 90s PC in his giant room, kind of wreaking havoc upon the world. And so she goes out to find her own apostles, write her own testament, and it's beautiful and funny, and it's like a Gondry film before Gondry films got really shitty. So enjoy. I loved it.
4: Great. Uh, I would like to recommend uh, Sorcerer to the Crown Which is the first full length novel uh, By the astonishingly lyrical And hilarious writer Zen Cho Which should be coming out At the time you hear this podcast uh, Regency England with magic And the first uh, African uh, Sorcerer to the Crown It's going to be great
0: mm. uh, Next month is Nerd Degrees* One year anniversary oh. And we're going, to, we're going to celebrate it By for some reason Having a simultaneous uh, <laughs> recording here in Christchurch and one up in Wellington at the New Zealand Improv Festival. Uh, so,
3: yeah, th-
1: I think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to recommend um, Inkblot Photo, which um, I've been following for a little while. Um, she's a, a photographer and a Lego nerd like me, and um, basically creates small uh, funny scenes that are using Lego minifigures. Um, so you can follow her on facebook and plot photo
5: yeah uh and i'd like to recommend destiny which is just getting a big overhaul uh the the online first player shooter uh it's getting a a huge overhaul which looks very exciting if you like destiny and if you don't like destiny maybe you'll like destiny after the great big overhaul it's also (laughs) coming up to it's one year anniversary (laughs) isn't it that's right year one and going to year two and it looks quite exciting so if you're looking for a new game to give a go give it
6: a go all right henry the final scores Ben Ampersand Sen, emoticons say a thousand words. Unfortunately, you don't have a thousand points, you have 11. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Interobang <laughs> streaks ahead with uh, avocado eggplant smiley face <laughs> on 17 points. Yeah. All right, big round of applause for Interobang.
0: <laughs> ben Ampersand Sen, Sen, thank you very much for coming along. That is the end of our show. Good night.